0: Hey folks, just popping in to encourage all of you to support Winnipeg's best music resource bar none. UMFM 101.5 is currently raising money for their annual Pledgerama fund fun drive. UMFM broadcasts episodes of this podcast, but I was actually a listener and a fan way before Witch Police was even an idea. I think the first time I ever visited the station was back in 1999 when my teenage ska band was, for some unknown reason, invited to appear on some guy's show. The idea that a resource existed for local musicians, no matter how weird or amateurish, to have the music played on the actual airwaves was and is mind-blowing. UMFM has given countless Winnipegers a voice and an opportunity to play music for their own weird little pockets of fandom over the years, but I think the station's biggest impact is what it does behind the scenes. They present and promote an insane amount of local shows, and provide resources for local artists that are often overlooked. On a personal note, the level of encouragement which police has received from UM UMFM bosses Jared and Michael has been incredible. Not only do they do the necessary work to make Witch Police, the podcast, into an actual over-the-airwaves radio show, but they've been behind the boards for live episodes we've done at the station, they've interviewed me countless times on their own shows to promote Witch Police events, and much more. So even though Witch Police is kind of an at-large member of the UM UMFM family, in the sense that we record everything on the road rather than in the studio, we still couldn't be prouder to wave the UM UMFM flag. So please support an amazing local resource. They deserve it. To make a pledge to Pledge go to uh umfm.com slash events slash pledge or call 204-474-6610. And you have to get on that soon because Pledgerama ends on October 20th. Thanks again and enjoy the show. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. Uh, Welcome to Witch Police Radio, I'm your regular host Sam, and I'm uh, on top of a parking, what is this even called? A parking garage? Maybe, maybe. Anyway, I'm on top of a parking thing in the sky uh, with Jordan Both. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having having me at the parking uh, (laughs) (laughs) parking lot. Yeah, it's good. Um, So, yeah, this is uh, kind of an interesting one. A lot of the episodes I've been doing lately are kind of tied around, uh, you know, big events that are happening or or city release parties, things like that, but uh, you've just been kind of doing a lot of work within the local scene for the last... How many years uh, now?
1: Ten years, I
0: think. Okay. Okay, so you, are you primarily a producer more than anything else? or
1: Primarily, I'm? yeah, I'm a record producer. Okay. I record with bands. I mix sometimes for bands that have recorded elsewhere. Okay, okay. Sometimes I'll master mixes that they've done elsewhere as well. Yeah. But primarily, most of my work revolves around having a band in my space, working with them, and creating a finished product. So okay. usually their albums, you know, singles or whatever have you. And you've,
0: your name's actually come up a few times on the show. Just with Some of the bands <laughs> that you've recorded or produced, I mean, they've been on the show and they've mentioned you. So I've definitely, you know, seen your name around a a bit so it's cool to to hopefully hopefully they didn't have too many bad things to say no it's mostly positive (laughs) positive. so i think maybe the best place to start is because the music industry is so different than it was even 10 years ago like what exactly is the role of a producer now especially with you seem to be focusing mainly on punk rock pop punk
1: yeah so i mean what's your main role when you're producing an album for someone if i'm producing an album i'm usually looking at their song structure i'm trying to make their songs flow as best as i can like You know, some bands... Certain bands, they don't like to write a chorus. (laughs) You know, they just like to just go on forever and not, like, return back to anything. Okay. Sometimes it'll be stuff like that. Sometimes it's just trimming, like, you know, a solo that's 16 bars. Right. Maybe probably should be, you know, 8 or 4 even. Uh, A lot of the times, coaching them with harmonies and, you know, hey, you should try something here. This will be really cool. Or, like, you know, even if it's a band... Like, some of the bands that I've done... I've worked with them, like, on numerous occasions across multiple albums, and I can tell right away that a song is not in the singer's wheelhouse, like, it right. should be in a different key so that he right. can sing better in it, stuff like that, where you're, you're almost like a fifth member of the band refining their songs, Okay. and then in, in other situations, I'm more of just an engineer mixer, where the band 100% knows what they want for their songs. They don't want my input, and that's cool, too. You're just there to make it sound I'm, good? Yeah, I'm there as a as a technician more right. than anything. Right, okay. So I do a lot of that as well. More, more often than not, I'm just a technician. Okay. But I do, there are some bands that, you know, they'll ask me, like, hey, can you help us, you know, refine these a little bit more and, and make them a little bit more polished sounding. Right. So.
0: And I mean, the reason things are different, I guess, is because, I mean, you know, go back 15 years or something, everyone would have done it the way you're describing, but now everyone can just, people can record, you know, in their bedroom and then, boom, they have an album. It's not necessarily yeah. going to sound the same way. So, well, I, I guess what, um, say band a band, uh, they want to get an album done what why should they go to you like what's the or or someone like you what's the benefit that they have from going to someone who actually has that background versus trying to muddle it
1: out themselves uh it it allows you to separate what you're doing because when you're when you're doing your own album and like i'm in a situation now where i do my own albums but i've been doing both performing writing and producing for so long that i can handle doing both it doesn't really you know it doesn't bog either side down but if you're if you're a young band and you're trying to make a professional sounding album, while wearing the hat of the engineer, the producer, right, you're gonna be you know you're gonna you're gonna miss somewhere. You can't just do spread everything. Spread yourself too thin. Yeah, kind of, you're yeah. gonna spread yourself too okay. thin, and and somewhere along the line something is gonna suffer. Where as if you have a professional, whether it's myself or someone else, they can take over that side of things, just leaving you to focus on performing your parts the best they can, right. and being the best musician and songwriter you can. Okay. So it'll it You just kind of specialize your your place, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. So do you, I mean, you seem to be, I was looking at your kind of
0: uh, resume, I guess, on your website. They were listing all all the bands you worked with and stuff. And I mean, there definitely is a style that that you go for. Is that deliberate or Uh, just is that the people that you kind of are surrounded with anyway?
1: It's, there is a bit of a style to it. Like I do like... You know, melodic music, but I also, you know, I've done a lot of aggressive music. The new Occult Hand is coming out. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's
0: and that's more of a departure from kind of a
1: skate punk pop punk uh, sort of stuff that you're. And with them, with them again, it was less producing and more of a technical side of things. We were definitely going for a certain kind of vibe with the sounds, but um, yeah, like a lot of my music, like I really love melodic, soaring, big sounding choruses and stuff like that. Stuff that's memorable and like. But, you know, it's not as deliberate, I guess, as some people might think. It's it's just that because my own band is like that, right. bands that are in that vein have come to me. So I've built up a lot of clients that are like that. Right. And then that just, you, you kind of build your reputation for being good at that style. When, you know, I like, I love doing metal albums. I love doing, you know... Uh, Hip hops as well yeah. as can can be a lot of fun, but I yeah, I've seemed to kind of fallen into a, a certain niche that well, I, makes sense. So,
0: yeah, I mean because you're playing with those bands right, or they're hearing your records and yep day to get the same kind of sound, so that totally makes sense. Yeah, 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 and I you know and I don't it doesn't bother me at all. I love it. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. what you want, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, how did you how did you get into this in the first place?
1: Um, when I made my very like my very very first recordings, I was like 14, 15, and okay. like it was really expensive it was like five grand to do five songs or something yeah. like that and then i know we did an album that i think cost somewhere in the neighborhood of 30. Oh wow! it was really expensive and when i wanted to start writing again i wanted to be able to drop my ideas down in a way that i could hear them yeah for sure so for sure. i got myself a little four track mixer that i plugged straight into the audio line in on a pc yeah and downloaded some software and away I went and I was really fascinated by it. And as that fascination grew, when I finished high school, I went to Mid-Ocean School of Media Arts. And I did that for a year. And then I also went to Studio Eleven and I did their program for a year. And then when I finished up with those things, I just, I I started buying equipment and asking my friends, hey, come over and record a couple songs, and hey, come, you know, everyone... Just like to
0: get some experience Yeah,
1: like, I made all my friends be my guinea pigs (laughs) until, you know, I had enough stuff that sounded pretty good, and then, uh, yeah, like, that was around 2010, so since around then, I've been mostly working quite steadily with paid projects and other you know bigger projects and
0: so if you're recording i mean whether it's a single an album whatever it is where do you usually do it do you have your own spot that you yeah i have my
1: own space i use i actually work out of my dad's basement right now i live in an apartment and i just work out of there but i've also like i've taken my gear out so for a while i was doing jam spaces uh you know worked in other people's basements right uh, usually never in like big studios because, you know, the budgets are... Yeah, and most of these are local bands that don't have the budget to, to do yeah. that, right? Yeah, it's, it just gets really expensive, so...
0: Is there is there a benefit to having your own, in your own spot just because you kind of can get the sound that you
1: want and, and maintain it? It's nice because nothing breaks, right? right. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah, everything's yeah. sitting there and it's, you know, you can walk in and you know that nothing broke. But right. when I know when I was doing mobile, like... I'd have a lot of stuff breaking. And okay. I would take it home, power it up, and, oh, it's not working now. Probably got rattled around in the right. trunk of my car right. or something, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know. So it is nice to have, be situated in one spot. But there's also, like, there's some, you know, there were some pretty cool spaces around the city that sound cool and it was fun to work in all sorts of weird spots. You never knew what you were going to get.
2: Broken Face the steps that-
0: also play in
1: Bleed American. I do play in Bleed American and as well.
0: So, I mean, I, I, I've definitely heard you before. I don't think I've seen you live, but I've heard, heard the band before. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you, the band, stop and then yep. recently come back together? So what, what happened there?
1: Um, we stopped in the fall of 2015, okay. I believe. That sounds about right. We stopped because our last Western Canadian tour, we broke our van in every single city. And it was <laughs> just like, brutal. it was just like we got home and it was like, we would have been okay had the van not broken in say half those cities. Right, but yeah, every yeah. single stop it was like another five to eight hundred bucks every time. And we were just like like burnt out, exhausted, and then this happened and we were like completely depleted of money. And yeah, yeah. It was just you know, I was starting school at the time as well, so we just were like, Okay, hey, well let's just call it for now. And then <laughs> what happened um, the guitarist and I the guitarist and the bass the bassist is my brother. The three okay. of us are like thickest thieves, we're always together. But our our drummer, we don't see him as often. Like right. he's got he's busy. And uh, my mother actually passed away last this past February. Okay. And we got a text from him we hadn't heard from him in a while. He says, "Hey man, like really sorry to hear about it." And yeah. He came to her wake and everything, and we were all together. And like, he said, "Yeah, like I've, I'm all settled in my new house, so like we should just jam." So we jammed, and we had lots of leftover material. We were well on our way to having another album. Yeah. So it was like oh, just from stuff that had been done. Yeah. 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 So when we broke up, we still had like another four or five songs ready to go okay. for another album. So we just started jamming. We got offered that show. For, uh, we got offered deadbeats again. Yeah, the park. Yeah. Yeah. And we did that. It was really fun. Really, really good time. And now we just we're putting the finishing touches on our second full length. and cool. We're not totally sure what we're gonna do with it at this point. Like, I imagine we'll just put it on the internet for free and let it be that. Right. Like I don't. You know, we don't really want to have any other van mishaps. Or right. Shit yeah. Like exactly. That. Go through that again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So the less of that and. It's mostly, like, at this point, it's just for fun. It's the thing that we get to do, you know, for a week or two out of the year that is fun. Cool. So do you consider yourself more, I mean, more a producer or more a musician at this point? I'm a musician and songwriter first. I've always been a songwriter. But obviously, I do spend more time producing and recording than songwriting. Right. But I think... I would, I would have to say musician. And I think that's what sets me apart as a producer as right. well as that. I am a songwriter. I am a multi-instrumentalist. I know how to play all the instruments that a band is usually playing. So you
0: can show them if there's something you want
1: to yeah. kind of pass on. Yeah, and I think I think that's what distinguishes me from, from a lot of other producers. Okay, that, that makes that sense. I yeah. am a
0: songwriter and I do play. And have you, like, outside of Bleed American, have you been involved in other projects uh, as a
1: musician? Yeah, I was in Elder Abuse for... Oh, okay. We don't, yeah, yeah, I was in Elder Abuse for for a year and a half ish so I well, it makes sense that you would have done their album too then right because yeah the connection there yeah for sure yeah i did their their record last year and yeah we had burnt some fun. the burnt record yep yeah. burnt cool, cool. yeah great album they did a great job on it um yeah i did that for a while uh, i know matt played in broadview for a little bit but no just mostly that like yeah. for the last five years anyways that's what i've been okay. been doing and when is that that new album coming out? Is that figured out yet, or is it? Uh... It's not figured out yet. Where I have half of it done now, and I'm hoping I can get the other half of it completed in the coming month or two. Okay. And for, so fall, out, sort of somewhere in the fall. Winter. Yeah, fall. I mean, it de- it really depends what we want to do with it, right? Like yeah. if we want to tour, then we have to put a little bit more planning into it. If we don't, then it's gonna just go straight onto our Bandcamp and Spotify, and it'll be there. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Did you when you when you came back after the hiatus? Uh, what, was there still a lot of uh, Interest in the band Like did you find a lot of uh, um. People still wanting to Check you out Or was it just kind of like Oh who are these guys now
1: It's been a couple of years Or a year now When we When we were going You know When we were doing it There was a lot of interest And yep. there was uh, Deborah Ramos was always Putting us on Absolute punk and like, Okay yeah yeah getting us in front of people a lot and like it really helped we had tons of listeners and followers and stuff like that and coming back there was a couple but we've <laughs> we've noticed we've noticed that people's attention spans are short and, well they're super now especially right because yeah. there's so much being thrown at the middle of time so yeah then you know and like it doesn't doesn't really bother me it's just kind of that's just how it is it like, is what it is yeah you know so it, it there's i'm sure that you know the people who really like us will still find the the new material, but yeah, yeah. Maybe the fringe people, you know, maybe they've moved on. Wait, the trip is sailed for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's cool though. I mean, yeah, you obviously you can have people who, who know you and who liked you at the time are going to yep. still check it out. Do you think there's a? How do you feel about the the local scene for that style of punk in general? Because it seems like, and as someone who doesn't go to nearly as many shows as I used to, and is not entirely in that particular scene, like it seems like it's continuing to grow, which is weird because. It, Not that pop punk or skate punk or melodic punk, whatever you want to call it, is is, is dated necessarily, but there was kind of a massive boom in the 90s, and then it seemed like it was still happening, but it kind of morphed into other things, and now locally at least there's tons of bands. I mean, Stick Around, Elder Abuse, like you
1: guys, there's tons of them. There is. It does seem to grow, but it it grows... I don't know how it grows. It grows in kind of the weirdest way, because I don't... Everyone in those bands I've known for quite a while, maybe except for a few of the guys in Elder Abuse, but all those guys have known for a pretty long time. Yeah. And it's just like, it does grow, but it still seems like it's the same 25 right, people right. who are So you go to the bands. show and it's just the same people in different yeah. bands, yeah, yeah. As far as like actual newcomers, the only band that I can really think of is a band called Alone I Walk. Okay. Those are, you know Those are fresh faces to the music community that people won't have wouldn't have seen before. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, excellent band. But, uh, yeah, it's weird how it, how it grows. And, like, the venues, you know, that keeps growing too. Like, yeah. we have the Goodwill now, which is a great venue. I don't think that's going anywhere. I hope not, no. Yeah. Park Theatre, yeah. you know, the West End is still there. And then even, you know, you get some of the smaller ones that pop up every now and then, like, the Purple Room popped up for totally. a little bit. Yeah. So, it, it is interesting. It, it's interesting that it it is growing and that people still come and there are still a lot of bands yeah. without really much turnover in the people, like...
0: Right, just different bands with the same group, yeah, yeah same core group. What do you think is the, the uh, I guess, continuing appeal of that style? Because, like like I said, you know, I, I, I definitely associate it as a 90s thing. I obviously, I've heard bands since then that, that continue to do that kind of thing, but it, it really is, like, planted in my head is, like, this is what I listened to when I was, you know, in high school in the 90s, and then... But it's, it hasn't changed much stylistically. No.
1: I don't know. You know what? I... I've always played that style Like that's always been my thing It wasn't like It wasn't like a summer Where I loved that kind right, of music yeah, yeah, It was yeah, like yeah. You know It's been like 10 years And I've just still done it I'm not sure what make What endears What you know, what people find yeah. in it that that makes them stick with it for so long. It's kind of timeless, right? I mean, because it's still, yeah. uh, like a lot of other genres will continue to be popular
0: but they'll morph considerably. And I mean, obviously yeah. punk as a wider genre has done that in all different directions. Yeah. That partic- particular melodic style is still kind of not that different from what it was
1: Yeah, years exactly. ago, 20 years ago. You like, know, you can listen to you can listen to a Jimmy World Record that came out last year and right. listen to one that they made 10 years ago, and they're still, you know... They sound like... It sounds yeah. like a continuation of what you liked 10 years ago. Yeah. So it isn't, it isn't morphing or, or doing that kind of thing, right? Whereas, I guess, like, even metal, right? There's so many different strains of metal, and bands go off in this genre. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, yeah, like it just stays constant, right? And Do you think it's the melodic part of it is what maybe keeps I, it like that? I think so. Like, I think when it comes down to, like, music that's memorable, there's always, like, a lyric or, you know, a melody there's to a it. Or that there's, right? so, yeah, there's something that keeps... that, that sticks with you. It's not... That, that sticks with you long after you listen to it. So, right. you know, I think, that's, I think that element, and because that element is so present in that strain of punk music... It is, yeah. That that's probably that probably plays a big part in it okay you know nobody forgets all the small things right right yeah everyone everyone remembers that song so that that i would imagine that that plays a huge part in it even if you didn't like it you remember the song because yeah it's it's what get your
0: worm right you get stuck in your head yeah yeah for sure and i guess that's the goal of that kind of music too is i mean you want to because it's aggressive but also melodic right so yeah, yeah yeah it stays with you I Blue Bleed American Is kind of You have something recorded It's going to come out eventually Yep You don't know what you're doing Do you have any other projects That like mu- music wise That you're planning on doing Or you're hoping to do In the future Like recording Or
1: just by as, far as, as far as your own Actually playing I mean uh, Outside of the recording thing Matt and I Playing Like Matt and I Do hardcore music Sporadically okay. And we've We have a project Called Dumb Shit Good, Good name right I like the name Yeah Yeah And we do, we've been saying for like a year now, like, oh, let's do an album. Like, we'll just do a whole album of just stupid, aggressive music. Yeah, Yeah. dumb shit. And... Eventually, when I get the time, we will do it. But cool. it's just... Is it just a two-piece? Well, it's it's not a two-piece on the recording, but okay. it's just the two of us. I play drums, I play guitar, and Matt plays bass and does right. vocals. Okay. So it's not it's not something that I would imagine we'll play shows. Right, because you need the extra people to fill in the spots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we could find people who'd be willing to do it, but uh, yeah, we would like to eventually just do an album cool. like that and put it out, but... Mm-hmm.
0: When well, you but say hardcore.
1: hardcore, I mean, that's another
0: one of those dramas just like punk that's so many different, because I mean, hardcore, yeah. you, you know, when I think of hardcore, I'm, I'm thinking of either two things, either like bad brains, minor threat kind of stuff, or mm-hmm. like the stuff that I was listening to as a teenager, which would have been like that ridiculous straight edge, earth crisis, strife sort of stuff. Right. And then there's, but that doesn't necessarily, either of those definitions don't necessarily mean what hardcore means to some. So what are you saying when you when you call it hardcore?
1: Uh... <sighs> I'm, I'm not as uh, in depth as some people. I have some friends who are like, they know every band, even if it's like something started in their mom's basement. Right, they're, like, yeah, like in, in a- like Idaho, pace, yeah. they're like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like, there's some there's some staples that I like, like Trapped Under Ice, okay. yeah, um, yeah. Comeback Kids, an obvious one. Yeah, for that me. makes I sense. Love, yeah. And you've worked with them, right? I have, yeah. I love their new record, I think it's incredible. Um, There's some other, there's, and then I have my own like weird obscure ones too, there's a band from Boston I believe called Frustrated, they're a straight edge band and I think they're incredible. But you know it's di- it's very very different for everyone like there's just some people like like these three bands and they're you know and some people like these and they're all yeah. hardcore bands like you know some people will even say like oh H2O is a hardcore band right. when I think they're more of a pop punk band. Yeah, that's true, but they're definitely get associated with hardcore. A lot, they're too. definitely yeah. associated with yeah. it and there's definitely some influence there, yeah. but I <laughs> that's a that's a leap for me. Well, even AFI gets considered the a hardcore band. I mean, yeah. older AFI, I
0: guess, right? Like new stuff we wouldn't think of it
1: yeah. as. Yeah. Me, yeah. and yeah, new so. stuff. Yeah. You know,
0: the and new then they stuff got all electronic
1: elements and stuff going on, which is not something you yeah, so it, it's so vague the term. But there, that's a that's another band too though. Like they're you know, they've they've managed to remain what they are while, they sound like AFI, while pushing yeah. the envelope. Yeah, totally. And that, that's one of my favorite bands as well, because they can everything, no matter what's in their catalogue, I can yeah. listen to it and enjoy it. Well I think even when they yeah, even when they change to the
0: more electronic, darker stuff, it's still say similar themes and the, the vocals above everything is yeah very distinctively. There's. Yeah, they definitely have their own distinct sound yeah. to them, so it's really cool. So when uh, I'm not sure how old you are, but uh, did you come up going to a lot of local shows? Yeah, I did. I'm going to be 28 got, in, on Friday okay, or Saturday so happy or whatever. birthday, or whatever. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but like, who, what, what were the bands that you kind of uh, got inspired by?
1: Uh, when you were uh, doing locally, shows? Yeah. Uh, the Undecided was huge for me. Okay the rock band was I like, remember those guys yeah, yeah they were incredible um High Five Drive yep. was like I remember watching High Five Drive and just being blown away they were very professional at what they did too like super tight and, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they were amazing I remember watching them open for Gob in 2009 and thinking Gob looked like a bunch of boys <laughs> like it was just funny um who else Brad Attack is an yep. obvious one like yep. I think anyone my age remembers Dave Z and Brad Attack shows yep. and like he was the kind of guy who like did every what like anything for anyone you know like you, oh you want to play a show and you're only thirteen and you suck okay cool here you go yeah. like <laughs> right so, so I'm that's sure. like what
0: early two thousands kind of uh, mi- early mid
1: two thousands yeah early mid two thousands
0: and there was a lot of punk going on in the
1: city for then too yeah then, like, there was yeah for sure like tons more probably more than what is now yeah. And like you know, there was more all ages too. Like nowadays, you don't see a lot of all ages yeah. unless it's at the park. Yeah, that's like the only one of the only venues that does. No, oh, well,
0: the West End, I guess too. But the West End. But the West End, I haven't seen a lot of local punk shows or anything like that. The West End, like back in the late '90s, there used to be tons of them all the time. And yeah, yeah it's, it's just different. it's
1: expensive. No. Now. It's
0: really yeah, it was then too. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. And community center shows and stuff seem to have dried up unless they're happening
1: somewhere I don't know about. But that was a big thing. Yeah, so, and I I actually grew up outside of the city. Okay. So I grew up in Saint Anne so I had to drive I had to get a ride in for it was an hour away so yeah. it was, it was so an that's hour. A big drive to go to a local show like it. yeah but so. you know like you every so often one of those bands would like kind of make their way into my neck of the woods sure yeah and I'd for sure check it out but if you wanted to see them you you had to make the drive in so yeah but yeah like I have a lot of fond memories of seeing those bands and you know at the Alberts or at the West End or for sure you know whatever have you so I would have been at the tail end of some of those shows like I would have been
0: at the tail end of going to a lot of punk shows when that sort of scene started I went to a few here and there I definitely saw High Five Drive a a few times and I mean bands like that but yeah I sort of stop going to punk shows around that <laughs> same Yeah. Era. so I'm always interested in it. I'm always interested in no matter who I'm interviewing and like what bands they grew up watching because it really is different depending on, on who it is right Like yep. some people have just completely gone into it without having any background in the local scene other yeah. people that was their life is just you know show after show after show so it's, it's, it's interesting how it works
1: yeah I mean even now like I wish I could get out to more stuff and like I do, I do get out to a lot of stuff because, you know, if, a, if it's a band, especially if it's a band that I've worked for. Yeah. Or if it's a, you know, a bill with multiple bands I've worked for on it, then I try to go out to it. Right, you know, just I to went represent that, yeah. Yeah, I went and caught Stick Around and Elder Abuse two nights ago oh, yeah. or yeah. a night cool. ago, which was cool. But yeah, I try I to try go out to as much stuff as I can, but the older you get, the harder it is. Yeah, no,
0: I'm, I'm older than you and I got kids, and then the, the yeah. show going
1: thing is it's hard, it's difficult.
0: The production thing though um and recording bands and all that
1: yeah. uh, do you seek them out or do they come to you at this point? Um there's some bands that I'll like I seek out like that I just really want to work with. Yeah. And then a lot I do get a lot of people just coming up to me and saying, Hey could you do this for me? Or right. hey could you so it's a little bit of both. Like I definitely bugged the guys in Waster for a good month <laughs> about doing their new record. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, cool. I'm really glad we'll be starting that in a little bit. Cool cool. But uh, yeah, a lot a lot of people just now hit me up and it's nice. It's yeah. Nice that I don't have to to scrap for it. Well, that's kind of how the show works too. I've mean, been doing it long enough that people approach me about
0: being on the show and it's awesome. So I get someone every week or sometimes more than one person to Yeah, talk to which is great. But do you uh, like what are you looking for then? In, in if you see a band and you kind of are blown away and I want to work with them what is it about a band that kind of makes you want to work Sushi, with in the studio it's usually
1: their drummer really yeah and it's what is it about d- the drums Like just a good solid like in time drummer who hits really hard is correct. just it's the easiest thing to work with like it makes all the difference in the world and you know and then beyond that it'll be the vocalist makes sense yeah you know what does the singer sound like? You know, in in the case of, for example, you know, Elder Abuse. Yeah, Al's voice is incredible. It's very distinct. It's distinct, yeah, yeah. and and people know it right away. For like sure, he yeah, has, yeah. he has another project now. Uh, that well, it's called Nice Cops, and okay. the EP should be coming out pretty soon. Did I you could. work on that as well? Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, and like it's, for me, it's funny because I find like you can put his voice on anything, and it just be, it sounds like Elder Abuse. It does, me. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. So. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's rolling his eyes at that. Now, yeah, well, he's but.
0: been on the show, so we oh, had good. a podcast. Yeah, I think that's where you came up actually. One of the one of the times you were. A member oh, okay. Because we're talking about the new record, but there the burnt record, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, is there? Um, I mean, the, the drum thing makes sense because it just makes it easier, I guess,
1: for the whole. Yeah, it's to run, your right? fo- it's your foundation of your whole band. right? Yeah. Like usually in a multi-track environment, drums will be the first thing we record. Right. So if your drummer can't keep time, or if he kind of hits soft or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just a—it's more work to get that right. Just to get to the point where you can add everything else, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you usually record like each individual, each instrument individually, or do you live off the floor? Or what's your? I've done part? some stuff live off the floor, but I usually multi-track. We usually go drums, and then yeah. we'll do guitars. I like to do guitars before bass because of. I find it's easier to hear a guitar that's out of tune right rather than a bass that's out of tune. Right. Sometimes the fundamental is so low that my speakers don't even produce it. So, okay. Okay. sometimes it's a little harder to hear tuning issues with bass for me, so I do guitars first and then the bass on top of that and, that'll and then it'll stand out more right. The tuning issues will stand out yeah. more. Cool. So, I do that way and then, you know, all the vocals will go over top of that. Okay. And then once that's all done, you know, you'll edit it and mix it master it and hopefully deliver it without any revisions right yeah, that'd be good right yeah yeah it never happens but well yeah for sure i mean people are
0: pick, people, yeah i'm sure you're picking about it as, as well as yeah. the artists are right yeah is, is there anyone who you've kind of heard live and then when you got them into a recording thing it sounded
1: very different from what you kind of had experienced yeah. in a live setting yeah, yeah occult, and then how do you Cult hand was okay, quite different yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. they're they're different they're different live to me than they are on the record Not in a bad way But just That's something I noticed Like I've seen them A few times And I've always been I love going to see them live And I love their record too But when you listen To the record It doesn't quite do Their live show justice Okay so that's, like on me, I would, you know, if, if we ever had to, the chance to do it again, yeah. I would try and put more of a focus maybe on trying to capture some of that. But that's that's what every engineer is chasing. So it's, right. not, it's right. not like it's, it's not my problem, it's it's everyone's problem. Right, you want to get the energy, but you also want to have it sound yeah. as... as as possible, right? Yeah, and you know, and, and I don't think it really matters which one you get. They're both great mediums to hear their work on. Right. So, if someone, I mean,
0: whether they've heard records you've done with other people or they're hearing you for the first time on here, how do they get in touch with you? What's the best, if someone wants to work with you or wants to just, you know, find out how they can work with you, yeah. what should they do?
1: Uh, visit my website. It's jn as in jnnicholasvoth.com okay. and shoot me an email. My email is right on the website. You can hear a bunch of my work. You can see my My equipment list. Cool, and you can read some more about what some of my work about some of my work, and yeah, my email's right there. Just get in touch. Cool. Are you uh, Are you pretty busy as far as recording goes? I'm now booking for January, February. Okay, so you got all of the winter and fall sort of. Most character. of it. Like I did have want- someone yesterday saying, could we want to have this out for December? And um, I'll spend some time today looking and seeing if that's a possibility. Right. But as of right now, like I'm kind of looking to fill up my January. Cool. Okay. So, so people should yep. book ahead if we're going to talk to you. Yeah, try, try and book ahead. Cool. It definitely makes life easier. And then as far as Bleed American goes, um, what's the best place for people to find out more information about that band? Uh, Facebook.com slash Bleed American Music. Okay. That's the best place. And we are on Bandcamp, Spotify. Cool. All of that other stuff in the new record will be... As soon as it's done, you know. I imagine we're just gonna put it just out. Just throw it up there, yeah. Yeah, we kind of. We don't really like hyping things up and doing pre-order and that right. stuff. So. Well, especially considering the whole. Circumstances, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, like it just if you know. It's cool to have it out and just have people listen to it rather than, you know, bore people with, oh, it's coming Friday. <laughs> right,
0: right, and then, oh, it's coming Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. So. Okay, so people should watch for that on the Bandcamp page, and I guess Facebook will give them that info as well. Yep, cool. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, they can go to witchpolice.com, click on podcasts, all 250, whatever shows will be on there for free download and streaming. Um, you can also tune in on Sunday nights at midnight on UMFM, and those are older episodes from a few months back that are kind of getting a second second run. so it's uh, September we're recording this it might not air till like march or something but you know very cool if you're hearing that now it's uh the album's probably out by now <laughs> so, yeah probably yeah, you, can, you can check it out and yeah cool that's uh i think that's a wrap there awesome thanks, awesome. For, thanks for having thanks me thanks a lot